watching prohibition fall down. What's up, guys? Is this Wake and Bake or is this the holiday party, Scotty? Hey, wait, guys, you are a sexualist, man. There are four girls that listen to this show, man. Guys and girls, please. Four girls per hundred that oh, listen okay. to this show. So okay. more than four. <laughs> What's up, everybody, man? How about what that? Use, what word do you use in place, though? I do feel guilty about that. Even if I see... Like a guy and a girl and another guy and maybe two. I just I usually say, what's up, guys? Do I need to say, what's up, guys and gals? I learned it from the Stubbs barbecue bottle. I just call them ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or, or in the South, you just say y'all because that covers everyone. It's true. True. Or guys, all y'all. Today, we're going to review the Emerald Cup hang bullshit. A bunch of great pictures in today's show. I encourage you to check out the video show if you don't do that already over on YouTube. This is all a bunch of gurus work here of us hanging out at the Emerald Cup. Yeah, if you don't if you don't check out the video show, you wouldn't know that uh, I was inducted in a cookie fam, man. Cookie fam. Yeah, you do rock the hat today, man. I got my Emerald Cup uh, you got Scotty's wearing, what is that, a yellow hat that just says cookies across it's the front? It's just so weird how like the mixture we were at the Emerald Cup and I, I don't know any cookies people, I'm just kidding. But uh, um, just the, the merge of cannabis and fashion and like these dispensaries and these uh, you know breeders having their own brands and whatnot. When I see Mendo Dope had his own brand there, you know, own brand of weed, own brand of, of clothing. And it was really interesting to see how fashion and cannabis are merging, man. And art and all kinds of things. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Yep. Let's Before do we it, do, I'll remind you guys, uh, the DGC outlet's always open for the holidays, guys. DudeGrows.com, DGC outlet. We got some hats, some one-hitters, some DGC one-hitters, some honey badgers over there. Members, don't forget, I sent you a 30% off coupon. And for you members, listen to the next Grow Talk we got coming out. I'll give a little membership update and why membership is going to have some heavy benefits. I've definitely been working for you guys behind the scenes in 2019. We got all kinds of giveaways coming. Um, if you want to become a member, just click the link here, DudeGrows.com forward slash value. Yeah. All right, man. I'm going to do, we got two big shout outs here in the beginning. First off, uh, I want to do seeds here now because James Bean really hooked it up. We had a boost space at the cup. Scotty, uh, me and you and Guru had some media passes, which was a huge help. I mean, Absolutely. Made me feel special, man. Made me feel special. And that's what it's all about. Feeling special, isn't it, man? Well, and the, the crew there, right? guys, there's a line of seeds here now, boost. And it was, uh, so, you know, James has got his breeders slinging their gear and seeds that they have, but he also shown the love like he had not only Dude Grow Show, but the podcast yeah what's that guy's name from australia jordan jordan from the podcast is cool as hell man and justin from school of hard nugs another quality show pushing a good message so it was nice to see seeds here now supporting the community and embedding us in that whole lineup there getting to meet breeders and talk to colin from ethos we had uh who else do we have there oh Odie diesel was hanging out sure. diamond I mean, it was um, so funny uh dj short was right next to us we literally had like a little divider that was made out of like some kind of cloth or something and uh jr was talking with jr token shout out to him man he hung out all weekend and uh manned the booth for us which was amazing but hold on we got a big shout out to him for next but yeah what but do you got he's sitting there and he goes to me on sunday he goes or he's saturday night he goes man i wish i could uh meet dj short <laughs> he goes i'd like to meet him tomorrow and i'm like you were sitting like eight inches away from him for like six like, hours oh, open the curtain up here you go <laughs> yes it was so funny man oh perfect well that, let's do let's talk about that jr was walking around all weekend i got a couple great pics of him here if you guys haven't met the man um and scotty you do i mean you brought it up like this guy he was busting ass jr is an amputee from what is it, like the knee the knee down right right and shows up to knee, kick ab- ass. Above the knee amputee is what it's called, yeah. And he, and you wouldn't know. I mean, with the with his attitude, he never never leans on it. Oh, I shouldn't use that pun, but he, he never uh, uh, 
he makes an excuse for it, man. He's the first guy to go and push, man. He's the, the guy that's, that's ready to go. Uh, you know, one more. He's the first guy in the car ready to go. Yeah, man. man. I told him I was joking with him because Sunday, guys, the booth we were supposed to be there till eight forty-five. Technically, things wound down a bit earlier. There are shows to go see. I knew we'd probably leave around seven-ish. You know, feel it out. And I'd lean, lean look over at Jr. I'm like, hey, buddy. You're staying here till 845, all right? Just being sarcastic. He's like, yeah, totally, man. I'm on it. He's on like, it, No, man. no, dude. We're good. Uh, anyway, sure. everybody else, too, that we're, you know, we're going to forget some people, the crew that helped out. We're going to talk about it. But let's get into the the official Emerald Cup preview, review. It's not a preview because it happened. But um, Definitely. Go, go for it, man. It was amazing <laughs> to see all these friends out here. These are your notes. Take it away, Scotty. I will tell top. you, it was pretty funny. So I've, we've had so many friends that came up and saw us, and most of them were friends from the show. And so I bring my one friend up, my, my old school hustler buddy from South Florida. He transplanted to L.A. now. <laughs> and my buddy Mike, just Mike. And watching him mesh with all the show friends was fucking hilarious. And it, pretty interesting to me, too, man, you know? Like, uh, it, it actually showed me, like, hanging him and Soup hanging out and talking. And, you know, my one buddy's motivated by money. He's a hustler, you know? He's, you know, he goes to, you know, $500 breakfasts in Laguna Beach and crap like that, you know? I, I tell you a funny story that sums it up. His buddy, uh, is, you know, these guys all do pretty well. His buddy gave him $10,000 to quit smoking cigarettes one day. Just because I'll give you $10,000 to quit smoking cigarettes. And my buddy goes, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it, man. You know, I mean, like that's how. Ten k, ten k. But that's how. I think a lot of people money talks. So he's got to stay clean for a year. If he doesn't smoke for a year, and it's on the honor system too. (laughs) And you got to feel bad if. And then at the end, if you're taking ten k from a bull, that's a straight bet. All right, I like it. Maybe that's how they should do just things. He's a good earner, man. You got to keep your good earners healthy, brother. You know? Yes. Yes. I just yes. thought it was a trip, man. As to where a guy like Soup is doing everything you know, to to keep healthy and to uh, you know he's watching everything he eats, super careful and all that, uh, just because it makes him feel good inside. You know, for nothing, you know, he's got to monitor his health and whatnot. But I was just watching how how people are motivated by things. It really is interesting. You know. Well, let's take it from the top. You were yeah. there a day early than me, so you got to look in San Fran, into San Fran, a little cruise around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Getting you know, a cool picture of the city here, rolling into San. Fran. Fran. What, uh, yeah, tell me about that I mean, because I wasn't awesome. there that day. I had to go bust straight to Santa Rosa. Awesome city. I mean, amazing, but let's be honest, this city is expensive as fuck, man. I think it cost me a <laughs> hundred bucks to park my car for the day. You know, I've never had a $36 pizza before, but at least when you pay a whole shitload of money for it, you know, for things in San Francisco, at least they are high quality. I'll was it a large, at least? No. Extra large? No, it wasn't. It was a medium. You're like, it was a personal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we, you know, I guess when you're in that city, it's just completely uh, full fucking retail. And if you think about it, man, first off, I was the minority there. I would start walking around and I was like, wow, white people are the minority in San Francisco. And it was, it was refreshing. It was cool. Every, it's a very global city. Everybody treats each other with mutual respect. But I'd say Asians are, I don't know if Asians are a minority there. I mean, I would say that, they, wouldn't you say that there was a substantial, I'd say over 30%, maybe 30, 40% of the population was Asian? It's billed as like the most European city in America. Metropolitan, I'll say. You know what I mean? There were so many different cultures meshing together all in a, a, a cool way. And yeah. they have all, all the streets marked off with like signage on the the light posts to kind of tell which neighborhood you're in. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Where like if you're in Little Italy, there's Italian flags on there. If you're in Chinatown, there's 
the like stuff hanging between the streets so you can tell where you are in the city. I like that. Hey, but let's just give an example of how expensive it was, okay? Because, I mean, I'm used to getting ripped off. I'll go places and get ripped <laughs> off. But So we go uh, hang out with Jaron the first day. And he goes, I tell you what, there's the only dispensary in the country that you can actually smoke in. Some kind of loophole in the law that you can actually go and just fucking buy weed and go over and smoke in this dispensary. So we're like, fuck yeah, I'll meet you there, man. So we go there, and it's... uh. It was $125 for a half gram of concentrate at the Barbary Coast, I'll say. Shout out Barbary Coast. Of know. like, what, that's uh, the name of the dispensary, Barbary Coast? The Barbary Coast was the name of the dispensary. Now, granted, ultra high quality, you know, something very high quality, something you would pay maybe $70 a gram for here. Yeah. So that would be, that's what, almost uh, quadruple the price? Yeah. Getting close to it. And you guys were in the most, I guess this dispenser, I'm assuming, is in the most touristy yep. area yep. possible. Sure. But it's know. still, I mean, it's one you know, thing. Like, like, I got hey, it wasn't, like it wasn't much cheaper for, like, high-end concentrates at the Emerald Cup either. Or, like, high-end high end cannabis. Are we All just of, spoiled here? I think we're spoiled here, man. Man, it's <laughs> just a yeah, supply yeah, man. There's two things there. They have you, a dispensary in a touristy spot. I mean, they, they, I don't want to say they have you by the balls, but, you know, they have even a, an area where they're probably going to get you to spend that money. The Emerald Cup, which we're talking about a little bit as far as the cannabis and concentrate selection there, again, they have you at an event. You're kind of in there. They know you're, you're, you're going to spend a little bit more probably. You come with some money to spend. Um, they had me. I ran my damn phone charger cable broke, Scotty, for an iPhone. Right. Like the night before I had to leave. And I was like, ah, oh, screw it. You know what? I'll just get one at the airport. Uh, thinking that's going to be good. But now, $40 later, the only fucking option. It's like, really? Uh, so See, anyway. I'm used to being like airport style ripped off where it's like, you know, $9 for a bottle of water, you know, $7 <laughs> for a bottle of water, I'll say, you know, $10 but, for a pizza, you know, a slice of pizza or something. But man, it was, uh, it, it was expensive. They I'll did get that. me with the pre-rolls because I rolled up and they had them in the full size packaging <laughs> yes. and they're like, oh, they're $4. So I'm like, cool, let me get five. <laughs> Get five of them, walk away, open one, and it's like a teeny little tiny baby joint where like it has a filter in it, and it's basically just double the filter is the length of the joint. I ordered right. five joints right behind Guru before he opened his, but they were only four dollars. We're just trying to joint up for the Kevin's and Jays for the crew. So. Yeah, yeah, but that was actually I tell you, even just before the day before the event, I was running around. Uh, like I said, we went to, I hung out with Jaron from uh, from New Millennium with his crew, and we went to Little Italy. We went to a place. It's like their famous pizza shop. What is it? Tony something? Tony's Pizza? Tony Jumanji's Pizza? Jumanji's. Jumanji's. And it, it was amazing, though. I mean, it was the place where I got the 30-something dollar uh, medium pie. But like I said, it was freaking amazing. And what it what I realized is that people are obsessed. People are obsessed with ultra high quality, just about anything. And it's, mm, the, it's gotta be it, something like you could, not anything. It's either something you smoke, eat, uh, I was, drive. I was I listening know. to Dr. Andrew Weil. But they do Go. have Fiji water to counter that in my own head. So go ahead. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't describe that pizza as the most, like a $38 pizza. But I, before that, I would describe it as the best pizza I've ever had. Yeah, that's what um, I'm talking about. Got to throw, got to throw that in there with it too, though. Ultra high end is what I'm saying. And there was people waiting out in line for this. You know, you could barely even get a table in there. But it just made me think that that ultra high end uh, anything has a it will still have a market. You know, we'll still we'll still have a uh, what's the, I guess a market is what I'm looking for. People to buy it, an interest. And because I'm thinking of what I saw at the at the Emerald Cup, which was a 
whole bunch of people growing flour and then a whole bunch of business people coming in and saying, man, what can I do with this flour to maximize profits? You know, the same way what they do when they get everybody growing corn and then they go, here, we'll take the you know, Arthur Daniels Midland or Cargill, we'll take your corn because we'll make it into all these different products, you know? And I kind of felt like those same people were hanging out at the, you know, where are the investors in these companies and are starting, you're starting to see these crazy uh, uh, machines show up that look like they come from like the, the Cargill machine shop and whatnot, like extraction machines. And you're starting to see everything get extracted and, and produced into inventoryable items. Man, flour, outdoor flour ain't that easy to inventory and it's not it's, that storable either. Well, it's not as... Yeah, it's not as storable. It's not as it's not as sexy. It's not as convenient. It's like corn. It's not as hyped sometimes. Well, it's like corn. So you got this corn that everybody grows, you know, and, and then think about it. You can sell it to for whatever, ultra cheap. Actually, people lose money. Growers lose money on corn. They sell it because of subsidies and whatnot. And then these corporations make it. And it's a starting ingredient to be made into all sorts of other products. And I just see a parallel with cannabis there. I mean, oh, for sure, I agree with that. Yeah, so you know, that, that's where I was going, man. That's when you try to get into when you say, okay, what's really in this? Uh, the end of this vape pen here, this this juice or concentrate, and a, a lot of times, like you're saying, it could be that. Well, like I've seen the pens, the most basic pens will be like awake or sleep or daytime, nighttime, mm -hmm. or we have one that'll say sativa or indica and that's it, no other information. And you know, if you inquire, it's because it's from a mass quantity of maybe even different grows mixed together, just all to make, you know, one end product, which is kind of, Oh, interesting. It's not my style, but mm. I guess I get it. Yeah, you know, I I kind of had a parallel. We were we were eating that pizza, and then right across, usually you know, across from Little Italy, or not too far, at least in Little in New York, as well as in San Francisco, Chinatown and Little Italy are kind of close together. So I we're smoking a joint. We're just walking in at San Francisco. You can walk down the street smoking a joint. Nobody will bother you. Um, I seen Jaron roll a joint in his hand. I mean, you want to talk about a professional <laughs> joint roll? Hey, that was also <laughs> waiting on the truck. <laughs> it was amazing, man. Respect to him. But while we're hanging out smoking a joint, and I'm high as fuck, and I see a tea shop, a Chinese tea shop. Yeah, dude, know? check out this picture. You're saying it's like a dispensary. I, it, right on. You guys, it's, it's like eerily like a dispensary. Yeah, I walked in because I seen all the big jars of tea. And I'm like, all right, so there's 30 or 40 different, very similar items. Tea is all the same genus and species. Is that right? It's all the same plant. It just depends on how you harvest and post-process the leaves. Okay, so there you go. And so this is, you know, they've been doing this for thousands of years in China. And uh, this woman was an excellent salesperson. And she comes over and starts, it started, it sounded like she was selling me CBD. She's like, oh, this is is very good for sleep this one you know this one is really good if you have digestive problems you know this this one if you uh, uh want energy in the morning you know no we don't use caffeine we use uh, what was it ginseng i think they use for energy right and do you do you believe her on most of her claims or do you think it's bs or you're not sure yeah, i bought a lot of tea i bought a lot of tea because <laughs> I, I started thinking if it was complete bullshit would it be around for two thousand years no, exactly. We're we're just in a small window, Scotty, of where other people are trying to make it seem like BS because it's not, you know, it's not from the doctor. It's not this prescribed thing you have to stay on. I mean, that kind of, that type of medicine is, you know, legit, and it's been around for, like you said, thousands of years. Sure. And if you but just think about it from the like cannabis perspective, where when you're getting cannabis, most of the medicinal or a lot of the medicinal effect is coming from 
the secondary metabolites and flavonoids and different terpenes and combination yeah. of those playing together in an entourage effect. Uh, tea is a plant that's capable of making a lot of different uh, like flavonoids and terpenes and different like metabolic compounds to be able to help with and have some some health benefits. Like one of the types of teas she gave us, uh, I think she pitched it as w- one glass of that had as much antioxidants in it as four pounds of blueberries. Which I mean, I I haven't had it tested, but just from what she was saying, it there really is some. It's not just like hippie voodoo magic. There's some science behind this stuff. I agree. Just, just be close to a bathroom. And, <laughs> you said something way, equal to four pounds of blueberries. It's like oh. You say hippie voodoo magic, and I was listening to somebody talk recently. I, I was binging out on some Joe Rogan podcast, so, it's, so it could have been something like that. But they were talking about how so somebody would, you know, they would do a it was it would a hippie voodoo magic. They would throw leaves on the ground, and they would be saying a prayer to keep the ants away. But meanwhile, what they didn't understand is when the scientists studied it, they looked and they go, "Oh, what they're actually doing is feeding the ants enough to where they're taking it back to their houses and they're." keeping them busy so they're you know by feeding them a little bit of food they're keeping them busy enough to where they don't come in and, and raid the whole home and ruin the whole home mm. and i mean so there's some things where science I they, like that. if you look at it through a scientific lens it does make sense as well i just realized i'm wearing a stupid cookies hat man nobody should take me seriously <laughs> man i'm taking it off you're taking it's over, all right man. now i'll take you seriously it's over, man. Now, now the people will listen <laughs> Anyway. No, I feel you, man. I feel you. Let's talk about some of the peeps we met there, man. You got some yeah. good points here as far as the, the listeners, the DDC coming on through, coming over to the booth and hanging out, just straight out hanging with us. Great time. They were good quality people, man, is what I noticed. There were people that I would hang out with in real life and had a very easy time hanging out with in real life. Yeah. That one guy came up. I don't recall his name, but the way he was just a person that you can't really stereotype somebody that's in this community um, as far as, you know, DGC or at the Emerald Cup because it comes up, homies talking to us and uh, just, you know, hands his card and he's like, I really want to, you know, do something. I'd love to help the show. And he works with National Geographic magazine. That was fucking dope. You know, that really, you know, is a good, a feel good feeling. Yeah. I don't know if he said I wanted to do something with us. I think he just liked the show. Yeah. We well, wanted like, to put us on the cover of National, Ge- National Geographic. We're going to be on the, the cover, bro. <laughs> Oh man, that would, I don't know what I would do at that point, man. Please run over me. I'm on the cover of National Geographic. I'm done. So you're calling us a nano group here? I do. Yeah, I was just thinking about it, man. I was thinking about, you know, me and dude and I will talk about growing this show sometimes. We'll dream at night. Be like, wow, Joe Rogan's so successful. And then dude will tell me, be careful what you wish for. Because, you know, being a, a Joe Rogan famous very well might suck. Yeah, I think you think you, <laughs> didn't you say you read something about somebody that went from 100,000 followers to a million followers and their life went to shit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They start well. This is, you got. They started to like live by their followers and uh, yeah, all kinds of crazy yeah. shit. So like, I saw the Capulator. We were about ten feet away from the Capulator, who's the the trendy breeder du jour, you know, and uh, nice guy, hard work. I, I didn't speak. With well, him, and we've but, seen the Capulator before at Indo Expo a couple years earlier, probably two or three years mm-hmm. earlier. I think. Building I don't know. his brand, man. Building his brand. People ch- chanting his name and waiting in line for shit. And were was, people chanting his name? They were. And I was like, what the, oh, what the fuck is happening? That'd be fucking weird. It's brand building, <laughs> man. That's what this is, is brand building. So the cap had a line that was. Dude, we're t- hiring name chanters off Craigslist for an <laughs> experiment. 
<laughs> the cap had a line that was 200 people long for hours. And we were right next to him. So I'd walk over and be like, hey, you guys gonna inoculate these seeds, give them my free packs of recharge out? And people were like, I don't even know um, what I'm in line for. I'm just here for a friend to buy these seeds. I seen everybody else in line, so I'm gonna get in line and buy these seeds. It was the most uneducated population. Oh, I wonder how many of those guys were just like you know, buyers for people. Like they're just throwing the remote lot, buyer there. A lot. And then there was also, you know, people that were just there because other people were in that line. So you're like, it kind of must be good. And I got to tell you, that mentality does work because I went out to the food trucks and I looked for the food trucks. I didn't want to get food poisoning. So I looked for the food trucks that had people around them. If there was nobody around the thing, I was like, I don't know. I don't Except trust Except for that. that's the food truck we went to twice was the one with no one around. I guess you are right. Eventually, I just picked something that looked like it had the healthiest food. I had, I had already gone, yeah, there, I wouldn't go and, gone there and analogy. scoped it out and made sure there was no food poisoning. <laughs> right. I mean, I see a big line at shitty fast food restaurants every day at lunch. I ain't going there. Don't this on Chick-fil-A. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just was happy that I was, so the cap had to wear a disguise and Guru actually told me, I didn't fully understand it till Guru said something, but he said, uh, he wears the disguise so he can actually be a part of the community. Well, the first time later. we covered this, Scott, he was, a, I don't know how many episodes ago. And this was after we saw this scene, uh, at another event, the Indo Expo, and it kind of threw us for a loop and we were like, what, yeah, what the hell? This is cheesy. I mean, I think we kind of almost discredited it on the show. Um, and it was come to find out, like, I don't know if you're just about to say that, well, the disguise is so the guy can walk around the show at the end of the day yeah. or the middle of the day and not have people try to come up to him and get beans or trade seeds or hand, you know, just, just to try and enjoy himself. So, yeah, I saw it, man. I saw, I'm I like, I'm glad where we are, you know, fame wise or whatever, that I can stand out in front of a, a crowd of seed <laughs> readers no and nobody bothers me. No, maybe one out of a thousand people come up and be like, don't you do a podcast, man, or something. I'm like, I love that because I get to be a part of the community. And what so I, you have the opposite of that here though. Steve yeah. D'Angelo is there, which I, is the complete opposite. You know, Steve D'Angelo, I wrote I read his book. Um, he's got the two, I gotta call them pigtails, right? They're like little pigtails that come down, little braided pigtails. He's got a very unique look. Where's that, what do they call that? A pork pie hat, is that what they call that? I can't remember, you know. Anyway, he's like, got this look, you know. It looks like he went to a fashion consultant. Yeah, like you can't blend in. I was just trying to think about that because when you see him, yeah, he's, he, same look, look, hat, all that. Mm -hmm. If you are famous, I mean, some famous people can blend in, but he can't blend in unless he totally changes his look, wears something different, cuts his hair off. But that so, had to be deliberate. He's deliberately, like, I'm deliberately trying to be low profile when I go places. I mean, some people have the, yeah, you know, like Jinx Proof Breeder has his look. You know, the frame glasses, the Norton hat. Right. Um, I'm not against it, by any But, like, he was hanging out with a guy named Swami that was dressed like a Swami. And, I mean, there was no— Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Do we have a look before we go on? No, no. My look is to blend in and be left the fuck alone, man, so I can see what everybody's doing, you know, so I can, yeah. can uh, understand. <laughs> and Swami didn't look like that either. No, <laughs> it was like, like they, blend in. yeah, they had just an entourage around them. Steve was being, all I wanted to say to Steve was, hey, I read your book and it gave me a lot of ammunition, a lot of things to talk about on the show. Uh, I like what you've done as far as normalizing cannabis. And that, that's, yeah. that's what I, I actually got a chance to talk to him. But I kind of had to wait in line and to be like nonchalantly waiting in line. I had this whole agenda in my head of what I was going to say to the guy. And it just occurred to me, this guy didn't know me. You know, he had no idea what I was all about. So it was just basically a stranger walking up to him and telling him how he had affected my life. And I was like, man, that's got to be kind of hollow and weird, you know? If that happens, it depends. If I mean, happens, so far, I like it when people come up or, you know, somebody be like, dude, I was, I've been listening to you since episode one. I love that. Whoa. I absolutely love that. 
you know, because, so I don't want to discourage it, but, but I hear you. So many people are doing it to him. Is it really just, he's like, eh, you know, okay. But hang on a second. So somebody's been listening to us, us since episode one. They've got probably a thousand hours of what we've put out, the direct words that have come out of our mouth without an editor. And if the edit, if, if we were the editors, if there was any being done. So it's a pretty honest evaluation. If you go with, uh, you know, listen to a har- or watch a Harborside Health uh, clip that's may, may have been authorized, may have been unauthorized. Um, you're, you might be getting the real Steve D'Angelo. You might be getting some, you know, a clip that's taken out of context. You know, so I, I don't know, man. It just seems terrible to be. Uh, I, I don't want to call it harass, but just to be. Um, I don't even know what else to call it. Just you know what? If you're putting your, all in the, the public eye yeah, all the time and just be constantly having the pressure of talking to people. I'll bet you 90% of the time, not an issue for a guy like Steve D'Angelo. And because if you're putting yourself out there at the Emerald Cup, you're expecting it and you better be cool and you better be, if you're walking around hanging, just ready to talk with whoever and have a good time with it. Agreed. Uh, and he was super cool about it. I could just see how that would be exhausting. If you, if that was your life, if you could never get away from that, man, when you went, were walking through the airport that was happening to you, boy, I'm just saying, be careful what you wish for, man. I would never wish for that. Yeah. Well, uh, he has probably a completely different look. I don't know what it would be like when he's just chilling, going to the bank or, you know, taking the dog for a walk. Yeah, he but, folds up. <laughs> I agree. But I'll give you an example of what I thought was kind of weird. It's so people think they know this uh, Steve D'Angelo because he had a Harborside Health Health. Uh, uh, TV show. He's done a whole bunch of interviews that were edited by other people. And I was just thinking about how he very well, you don't really get to get his honest perspective on things. You get somebody else's an edited perspective on it, you know? And I was just, I was hanging out with somebody. I'll, I'll leave. I'll I mean, leave isn't it. that what everything is though? Unless you're actually talking to the person. I mean, that's what the news is. That's what sure. somebody talking about what somebody else said you, is usually. Podcast though is what we're trying to do in the uh, media that we selected to uh, get our message across with. It's pretty honest. I don't think Rogan's editing too much. unless it's. Oh no. Else. And our shit's like absolute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just, <laughs> I, I just think that people get an honest understanding of at least who we are and what we think. I just wonder if you get that same thing through uh, watching a Harborside, uh, you know, video that's made by the Discovery Channel or something like that. You know, I just wonder if you get that same honest evaluation. If you'd really get to know somebody, I was, I was hanging out with somebody and I went to go walk up to him. I was like, Hey, I met Steve D'Angelo. I was pretty cool. And he was like, oh, I think that guy's kind of a douchebag, you know, for lack of a better word. <laughs> you know, and he was like, I don't think he did you know, whatever. I can't remember what his beef was, but I was like, man, if you could actually talk to him and ask him why he felt that way or why he acted that way, I'll bet you would justify his answer. And I bet you'd I think his beef is, respect. What, whenever you get too, I don't want to say too big, whenever you get big, no matter what, you create some people that might be haters I don't, or, or whatever. The bottom line is it's hard to get to that size of being big and do it right and not have, you know, upset any people, especially in all the emotions and everything involved in cannabis, California, 215 mm-hmm. shit, 64. Like, my God, there's so much going on there. Especially Everybody's- when you're involved in cannabis retail. If you're involved in cannabis retail, generally – you're not really looking out for the home growers. You're looking out for the retail market because the home growers kind of directly compete with the retail market. And maybe his perspective is he's seen a bunch of home growers spraying a bunch of fluoride on plants. So he goes, yo, I want this to be a true profession, a licensed profession. He's got a right to a perspective. That's all. Well, I got a, to end that. I had a tip. I'm sure Steve Angel's listening. So like, you know, to, to get rid of that, 
when you go out and people recognize you. So just picture this guy. I'm gonna put on. He's got a pair of flip flops, sweatpants, and a tank top, and he undoes his braids completely and just wings that shit and fluffs it all out. You'd have no idea who he was. <laughs> You're so true. And but the, right. I guess the point is, is he wants people to know who he is. He looked. He got an image consultant and uh, definitely wants people to know who he is. Some people got that going on. Is that another one of those bullshit jobs you've been reading about? The the personal image consultant? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think they might be legit, man. I think I could use one. You're going to get one of those? (laughs) I wonder what what Trump's personal image consultant is like. They must be fucking just crazy. He's probably fired like five or six of them already. I don't know. <laughs> Warehouse Kyle's personal image consultant told him to cut his hair into a mullet, though, man. I'm still getting used to that. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So I was just going to get into some jokes that I've been hearing up here from Canadians about Trump. But we won't go political humor. We'll continue with the Emerald Cup. Don't get me started because I hope I have some <laughs> old friends there. Everybody has opinions. Everybody's getting their information from completely different sources. So it is impossible. Like there's no facts anymore. Good luck trying to argue with someone when there's no facts or having a conversation when everybody's got their own versions of facts, man. It ain't even fun. All right, so I'm gonna go into some of my Emerald Cup stuff. There's so many different can- kinds of cannabis uh, in all markets. There's a bunch of indoor markets, guys. You can walk around. The rain really didn't heavily affect the event for me. I mean, mm. sometimes it's inconvenient, but there's so much indoor places to go. So if you're ever gonna go and it's gonna rain, don't sweat it. Let's just um, tell them, well done. That cannabis event was probably the best uh, cannabis event I've been to, or definitely the cannabis best cannabis event I've been to, and just super well done. Where they were ready for it to rain all day long or all weekend long you were comfortable they had a bunch of tents indoors with heat excellent production i think and the floors in all the tents too so you weren't walking we weren't in walking mud in mud time. i mean yeah, it, those are four yeah. cool it was like a texture of another planet or something they were weird like interlocked lego type things i've dug those yeah if you have the uh, opportunity to go to the emerald cup i recommend spend some money and do it it was amazing because they really do have pretty much if you like cannabis or you're a cannabis enthusiast they have something there for you because like they had a ton of really good music they had yep Really good, like homegrown organic food trucks and everything all over. Dude, the did. A lot of yeah, good, good. Food a lot of good food, and then everything. I bought a ten dollars smoothie cannabis consumption related. Already in a bottle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let me go back to my points here. So, looking at all this, uh, concentrates, flour all over, all different price points. And then I'm just like, you know what? The only thing we bought, the only thing I bought, was a couple four dollar pre rolls. <laughs> we got people in the crew like soup. Brought all his home grow, brought rosin. We had JR bring some of his shits with some, some what does he call that? Some cookie, some, some batter cookie and dough. I don't know. A What's cookie he got crumble. JR's cookie crumble. Yes, yes. But, so I'm talking to Soup and he tells me, he goes, this was grown under 100 watt spectrum kings. And I don't know, I know he has other lights, but he wants some of the specific bud. Oh, he has some, a couple of those closet cases. Yeah, he grew, uh, he, he's grew nice plants to harvest from it, man. It was pretty cool. At least from well, that's what I'm understanding. It's very cool. I got pictures of the flower and the rosin here. Check it out. And what was the strain? The one that was called like by it said by soup on the jar, but he came up with the name. Citrus farmer. I got some in my hand right here. It turns out the uh, by the way, when I was walking, I'm sorry, my brother Trip, who I brought with me, was walking through airport security, and we were in line to walk, you know, to go through the airport search thing. You know what I mean? Like the real the TSA dealio. And I feel in my pocket. I go empty in my pockets, and I have a bowl 
hole in there and then this rosin in there. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, fuck. And I'd already, de- I had already decided I was bringing the honey badger with me because they always ask you in your packed bags, do you have any lithium batteries in there? So I was like, I'm going to actually do the right thing for once. Bring my weed smoking device with me, man. And sure enough, they didn't give a fuck, man. Not one fuck. I mean, I had a bowl sitting there. I had jars. Yeah, I was jealous because I mean, somebody... Trip, that- Someone gave me some auto seeds that looked really good. And it was just on a, I was sitting in the TP token, man, sitting there token in the TP over at Dragonfly Earth Medicine with cool uh, Aquaponic Steve and talking about, you know, cut the flower. And I'm like, man, I wish I want to grow a one-to-one again, like Harlequin. And somebody across the tent overheard me, never met the man before. And he goes, DGC, right? What's up, dude? And he's like, I got a pack of seeds in my pocket. And it was a one-to-one that he had bred himself. So that shit's really cool to have. And I looked at Aquaponic Steve. I'm like, that's how you get some seeds, some seeds, you know, screw this $300 pack shit. Uh, All right, but, but let's talk about that for a second, man, because we got to respect these breeders just because we don't fully understand what they're doing. And just because there's been a lot of dank weed. Oh, out. I got some. Hold up. Hold okay, up. I got deal. some. First, right. I wanted to round out where I was at with I was just glad JR soup and growers could bring flour for our crew. If we didn't have flour, we didn't have home growers. We would have spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on the amount of shit we smoked and used like at our Airbnb and that. So it's really powerful to be a home grower. And I just wanted to push that message through clearly. Agreed, agreed. Uh, so you're talking about, yeah, as far as the things going on with, uh, we gotta show these two pictures though too, of talking about the scene here. We we rolled into, Scotty, the, what we, I call the Dillards of cannabis. <laughs> I, I, I got a link here. Oh, that was the, one of us. looked like the Apple store to me, right? It was, no, it's like wood grain guys were yes. looking at like in gold trim and cannabis jars under like LED lighting. Sure. Uh, you got to look at these pictures, Scott. You look freaking hilarious in this one. Like you're super irritated. Um, I think it was Elyon or something was the brand. And then the other day right. I saw an Elyon girl in bl- black head to toe, tight skin ass shit with gold trim on her. Black, like, like two old. cameramen following her. Yeah, with like doing time, the curvy walk. Social media. <laughs> I was like, yes. what is going on, man? But I get it. There's there's people in this marketplace. I mean, I think, like, I guess they're based in Beverly Hills, and it works for them, you know? Hey, I say this all the time, but a product for everyone is a product for no one. And, I mean, even cannabis has been I, – I have friends that are really – you know, I used to – my brother Tripp used to maybe uh, deliver some quarters back in the day. And there were some people that didn't want – I would get the $350 ounces that were, you know, on the scale from 1 to 10 and 8. They wouldn't want it. They wouldn't want to go out of their way. They would pay, you know, $450 for an ounce of, uh, of 10. You know, I mean, they wanted the perfect weed, man. And these guys were rich and were willing to pay for well, it. Well, this is – was not an object. I shouldn't be surprised. It's on all different products out there, but this is the same cannabis that you're getting, and and they put it in a nice jar with gold trim. They hire the model with the mm-hmm. the hot ass and all that, and then you walk in and it's like you're at Dillard's looking in jeweler cases. Sure. And it's just weird. I'm not, yeah, you're right. There's a market for that, but it just gives me the creeps kind of, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you can go buy, I'm trying to think of Apple products. You can go buy those at Walmart. Can you buy an Apple product at Walmart? I never buy Apple. Pretty sure, yeah, they okay. got some. Or you can go to the Apple store. You know, you can probably, the Beverly Hills Apple store is a whole shitload different than the Clueston Walmart, but you can still go get an, an iPad there. Yeah, I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, just thinking, man, just thinking, you know me, man. All right. Talking about you wanted to talk about like, so the capulator is there and that hype. All right. Well, I told you, I go, I bet soups, you know, I call soup like an amateur breeder. You uh-huh. know, he's, he's, he's having fun. He's just growing good flour, creating some seeds. 
I think it's really cool. And I said, I bet Soup's amateur bread flour was as good as a pack as like some shit you're going to get from the calculators. Um, the, where you spend a shit ton of, ton of money on these is right. where I get thrown off with how long can this game last? And is it really, is it really worth that much? All right. So let's talk about that. Cause I can, couldn't disagree with you more, man. I mean, I love soup. He's a friend. Uh, he's, you know, doing some experiments. He's got on a very small level. So if he's, you know, he's, if he gets lucky with something, it's, you know, it's, a. It, He's got. He's only got a few plants going. If you're a professional breeder and you've got a whole bunch of experiments going and a whole bunch of plants going, you got a much better chance of finding a winner. No, I'd like to have a breed, like a breeder's perspective on their own. Somebody as a grower say that six hundred dollars a pound is my. That's what I have to pay to like get it to. That's not even a trim level. That's when the plants cut. Like those are my expenses. So if I'm getting anywhere close to six hundred a pound, like I'm making no money. I wonder from a breeder's perspective. Like you just mentioned the time, all the different plants and everything you put into it. They're right. expensive and justifying some of these seed packs. Oh, the break-even point. I got you. Sure. Yeah, that's what I meant, break-even point. But I just, I don't, I, we've seen good cannabis with, uh, who was out there, uh, Two-Tone Willie at the Throwdown. He mm-hmm. had, I was telling, uh, asking Guru, I'm like, what, what did he grow again? And he's like, he had the Mac, which the Mac's a cut from Calculator. Right? Sure. Yes, sir. Oh, and, and, and from the Calculator himself, he said that that Mac was like the one of the one or two best grows of the Mac he'd seen. Yeah, I mean, just think of beer. I mean, yes, I understand that you can drink Pabst Blue Ribbon all day long and you're happy doing it, but that's not the best beer. There's there's way better craft beers out there. Yeah, but you don't need, the thing is the, the that I just don't like is the, the cost per pack. There's other people doing, is that what's worth it? I mean, when I grew out, um, a cut of the Scroopy Noopers I've never grown before. It placed second place with some really good flower and competition. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I think it's a more in the growers, what I'm trying to say, in my opinion, I with disagree. what you get. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, disagree. you can get a shit. Okay, go ahead. The genetics are huge, man. And and for to pay, I think the Caps mac and cheese or the most expensive thing he had was $250 for five seats. Okay. That seems insane. You know, I don't say it. It doesn't seem insane. I flew to Amsterdam. It'll keep you It'll keep you on your grow, right? You'll be in there tending to those mofos like, come on. First off, I spent two, more than $250 with Jaron and four friends at the fucking pizza restaurant, man. Part, of that, is, memory. part of that is how the Mac... Uh, like works when you breed with it too, though. It almost produces like no seeds. Um, so it, it's not like it's a, some plants you pollinate uh, thousands of seeds that come off of it. The Mac can be completely pollinated and it'll have like 40, 50, mm-hmm. 40 or 50 seeds on it. So they're harder to get. And like, that's good info. The weed that comes out of it is amazing. And what about the expertise of a guy? If, if, if the cap is a guy that spent the last five years of his life running around the world or making deals to collect strains, you know, making, you know, making contacts to keep strains alive, to keep mothers alive, uh, all that is risk and all, all that uh, should be rewarded. So if the guy's doing it better than anybody else right now or is just at the top of his game and marketing better than everyone else. and he Scotty, I'm get- just jumping on the hater bang wagon, I'm realizing, because since he got... They, 
big and he's popular, I'm right. like one, I'm like one of the I'm like a troll, man. But two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> think about uh, I actually talked to somebody. Somebody called me up and said, Did you get me any of those cap seeds? And I go, No, I didn't. I got you know, I got some free seeds or whatever. And he goes, Shit, because the cap stuff is trading for four you know, if you've got uh, uh you know, Mac uh, whatever, American Alien Cookies. You go as trading for we got the seed the seed seed uh, Nasdaq no, talking. Not the, no, the we the ounces are going for four hundred oh, okay, bucks flour. and people are waiting in line for them. And people are like, Do you got the cap do you got the uh, the Mac? If you got the Mac, I'll give you four hundred or zip for it. Anything else will give you one hundred and eighty. That is interesting when you hear people. I, yeah, I get what you're saying because people are like, dude, you know what's hot in San Fran right now? Yeah, this strain, this strain, and this strain. I'm like, what? And that's like what people want, which is interesting. Trends, you know, setting trends and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I mean, that's what this whole thing was. When we walked around the, all the uh, in the event, the the whole thing was about setting trends and building brands. Whether it was that Elon with the uh, you know gold lettering, black on gold, or there was one that looked like the Apple Store. I mean, they were all just trying to to, to set trends and trying to build trust and build brands. And yeah, it was it was interesting. It was, it's about youth oriented product positioning, man. I saw an average though after reviewing, you know, I was looking like Cap Sunday seed menu here. You can see, and it says basically, he has got packs at 100, his most was 200. The $100 pack seemed kind of prevalent over, um, here, here it is exactly, it's the Super Lemon Smack, $100 per pack. Mac and cheese, though, was 200. The gas was 200. And these are for five non-feminized seeds. Um, and I saw, let's see, Duke Diamond, one of the cats has been on the show. Most of his seeds, I think, were averaged around 100 some or over on Seeds Here Now from what I was seeing. Sure. So I don't think probably due to what breeders put in it, you're going to go much below 100. But again, I'd like to know, you know, how you what you base these prices on. I do know they put a lot of work into what they do. So, I mean, years, years and years and years and years and years of work, sometimes like a decade of work. Right. And then vote with your dollars, man. If you made a whole shitload of money off a $250 pack of seeds from from cap, ain't you going to go back? Ain't you going to give them give them another 250 to say thank you? Yeah, I don't even, oh man, I totally forgot to put that into the equation where if you're somebody that, you know, doing a little slang and having mm-hmm. a little fun helping people out, right. that you you're really are, you're going to play off of some of your requests. I mean, and you two, $200 for a pack of seeds when it goes, when the going rate is $400 an ounce for the stuff. And you can clone them. Don't forget, you can fucking clone these things forever. It's not like it's got the Terminator gene in there where you grow it once. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> thank, coming. thank you. Take my money. It's coming. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'll take it. So I'm happy that there's folks like that out there. He's just a great marketer as well. I mean, shit, Duke Diamond stuff looked amazing. Come on, DJ Short, there was, you know, he, he was there. Um, he makes the flow. The flow is fucking gorgeous. I mean, that's art. I love it. Oh, so and that's the, the best, weed I've, time the best weed I've had recently in terms of like the high from it is ethos genetics oh yeah crescendo from them is absolutely amazing i was telling colin was right next to us he was on the other side dj short then it was us and then colin from ethos i was telling him that guru made the mistake of leaving the the bud that that, uh colin left here i smoked a joint of that and then i smoked another one by myself all the good flour that was there in genetics and i had the opportunity to bring a bit home Unfortunately, or not in a bad way, I mean, home is Canada. So traveling across the border, I get all like, I don't know, man. So I see, again, right when I get into Canadian customs coming in from the plane, it says, you know, declare your cannabis in big letters. And I'm like, what is that? Does that mean it's good? It's official? I can just declare it? What? And and then on the, when you're questionnaire on the computer, it's like, do you have cannabis? Please declare your cannabis. So then I'm like, you know, no. And I get to the lady and we go through our, our deal. And then I'm like, well, can I ask you a quick question? If I declared my cannabis, is it, I mean, I'm going to get in trouble, right? Or I mean, I can't bring any <laughs> cannabis products in, correct? Right. And she looks at me and she's like, well, 
If you declare your cannabis, you won't get in any trouble. If we find your cannabis, you will be getting in trouble. And then, and I look, I look at her, I'm like, hmm, man, that kind of stinks. I was coming from an event, I was just being totally honest, down in Cali and the whole West Coast is legal in the States. And she looks at me and she goes, I know, it kind of sucks, doesn't it? And smiles. Like, I was like, all right, high five. Shout out to Canadian Customs there. At one point, so. did she ask you to drop your pants and bend over? I was worried. I, I, I questioned myself about bringing up the discussion with anybody in Customs and <laughs> right. Cannabis because I, I was expecting, I was like, dude, you don't got anywhere to be for a minute. It's rush hour. If they take you into that little room, it'll be more content for the show. So don't sweat it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you that it's over. I mean, we've won. You know, we've, we fought for cannabis rights and cannabis freedom, and it's coming. I mean, it is a downhill slide from here. The only thing we got to worry about, the reason I, when I was waiting in line to talk to that Steve D'Angelo guy, one thing he said was, he was very interesting. He was talking to somebody else, and he was saying the sad thing is, is that the people that busted their ass and you know got all sorts of legal charges and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on legal fees and did jail time and all that to promote this medicine and let people know that it's good and break the stereotype, those guys are getting the first to get squeezed out of the business. You know what I mean? You got some, you know, Cargill Corporation executive coming over to, to repurpose some of his, you know, Fruity Pebbles machines, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. That's like kind of what I was saying. Uh, well, uh, we're almost done here, but I want to talk a little bit about the culture as well. Guru had, I was just going through his picks. I saw these two pictures of art, which the art looked amazing. Guru, where were these at? Over just in one of the tents that was this dedicated was, towards yeah. art? No, this, they this, well, I guess you could say it was dedicated towards art. This was where all the entries for mm -hmm. uh, the cup were. Yeah. Where you could go view all the entries. And I mean, uh, they had some amazing flowers in there and it was all outdoor <laughs> done. Or greenhouse done. That was very impressive. Sun grown. I think I think they, the sun branding grown. they're going with it all is sun grown cannabis. Yep. Um, a lot of regenerative agriculture stuff too, where they're trying to grow really good food and cannabis like on the same property. And but not enough. Properties. I mean, that's cool. That's cool. The best the best cannabis was grown regeneratively, meaning you know using compost and using animals to to develop microbes and to build soil organic matter. But a lot of it, you saw a lot of just big chemical corporations there. I opened up this MG magazine and there was a huge picture of Big Mike from Advance there, and I was like, oh. you know, but it's just people. <laughs> Selling overpriced fertilizers, man. You buy fertilizer for dirt cheap, man. You know, and you know, in the in the ag industry, they grow corn for a couple dollars a bushel. You know what I mean? So, it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just uh, I did see a lot of overpriced stuff there, and a lot of chemicals. If we get just become another corn industry and start loading the fields with chemicals and don't do anything, you know, don't build any soil organic matter or do any regenerative gardening, uh, you know, d didn't. They just steal cannabis from us? Yeah, yeah, they would have. Yeah. But they're not going to steal cannabis. It's not going to happen. Why have one more? Uh, Why do you say more? that? I'm positive they're going to steal cannabis from us, but <laughs> I don't want to be. <laughs> that's a Because I can grow my own, man. I don't ever want to be in a position where I can't grow my own, therefore you it sure? can't be going. Like, what's that? What happens if uh, they pull all the high quality seed people off? You know, James Bean was getting harassed like a motherfucker, man. Here, I'm going to drop the, the next uh, high functioning stoner card we should do. Right. Join the resistance. Grow your own. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But growers' rights, I mean, there's so many cities that immediately as soon as they uh, allow people to grow you know uh, growers rights statewide they take it away through the city 
I mean, there's all sorts of ways that they can really attack growers' rights. And or, it's, yeah, it's they, scary. Put, they put weird restrictions on having HPS lamps to where you have to run LED, so it's cost. Oh, that's for some yeah, people. that was really weird. They put plant limits just on a city that don't fall in line or, with, like, the, the state laws and stuff. What about economically, if you can just go buy it from a fucking cannabis vending machine for cheaper than you can grow it at your own house for, man? I do know in Colorado peak uh, like home growing like years ago. Right. Uh, they the grid had problems with the Yeah, no, it, it would right. the voltage would drop like to like ninety seven amps or something. Nice oh, that's why I like yeah, that sun yeah. growing volts. Yeah, man. We'll talk about it in Grow Talk coming up, guys. It reminded me of we did see uh, you know, the, the cool like backyard light depth greenhouse, like that sun grown. Uh, I would love that the more you're reminding me you're trying to encourage people to grow outdoors where they can, which is a huge issue in a lot of states, even where prohibition has fallen. There's some weird ass rules on outdoor cultivation. And I, I agree with you about growing outdoors because I was kind of conflicted about growing. You know, not, no other industry has indoor grows, do they? Maybe microgreens, but everything else, you use the sun. You know, there's symbiosis. The sun's your soul, you know, your, your, your energy. Um, so, yeah, I was just kind of conflicted with it. And then the first day I'm out in, in California, I get a call from Warehouse Kyle, and I have a small grow grow going here. I had some some mothers, some uh, uh, genetics that Bruce Banner had given me and Jaron had given me, things like wedding cake that I was pretty excited to have. And uh, sure enough, man, first day I'm gone, Warehouse Kyle calls me and goes, "Power's burnout, boss. Don't don't know what's going on. The circuit breakers won't work. Nothing's working in the. I'm kind of using my bamboo farm accent. Yeah, did he call you? Kyle didn't call you a boss. He, does he? he didn't have he didn't have the redneck accent on him, man. But anyway, I've seen. <laughs> happen a hundred, you know, not a hundred times, but probably five times in my life where I get a call, Hey, the power's burnt out. What do you want me to do? And it's a 20 light grow or, you know, something like that. And I'm like, fuck, you know what? I know what this is. You can troubleshoot shit. And then the last thing you know is that the wires are burnt where you've just pulled too much amperage through the wires for too fucking long and you burn out like something where it's going to require like digging a trench for fucking a hundred Dude, while you're talking, it's so funny you say that because if you were watching the video show and you see any distractions here, my light was flickering. We've lost Jesus. power once during this episode. There's right. a big windstorm going on outside my window. So if you see me looking right, that's the distraction. But yeah. Yeah, but that was, you, yeah, that was what I said. I was like, you know what, man? I don't want to fight Mother Nature and hide indoors and try to replicate her. I want to team up with her. Forever Flowering had these beautiful greenhouses. They had a greenhouse on a trailer. You want to talk about fucking figuring out permitting shit? That's, we're teasing Grow Talk, guys. We're, we're going to be trying to get you a Grow Talk. Not trying. It's, it's going to happen before the holiday here. And we have Christmas, of course, coming. There'll be a few days off there. And then we're going to be back strong as ever into the new year. Uh, with a lot more going on. Check out this pic, though, Scotty, to make us laugh. Uh, I guess, Guru, you picked up this gardening naked <laughs> picture here, which was in one of the expo halls, and it shows, like, <laughs> a, a almost naked chicken, dude, and you could pop, like, your face in there and look like sure. you're in the garden naked. So I might, you know how I have a hand-watering fetish, so. Hey, dude, how, how about the guy that showed us some of his pictures? He goes, hey, DGC, big fan, man, here, let me show oh. you some of my garden pictures. <laughs> the first one seemed like it was possibly him standing in the garden naked. No, Just he was swiping on his phone. It was like the third <laughs> one in was like him flexing in front of a plant. Which is fucking cool. He's proud of shit. That was like ready to harvest. So I guess it was a beast. He was going into beast mode, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Going into beast mode. I might start gardening naked, which reminds me of a tip from some TED talk. I was listening to a TED, you know, traveling, you listen to shit. And uh, so if anybody is out there in a relationship and you get in an argument or fight, you're supposed to do it in your bedroom naked first and see how it goes. That really? was a funny tip, right? Or, <laughs> or just when, when things start going south, just start taking off your clothes. I hope that works out. Yeah. 
I'll try that. Next time my wife's angry at me, I'm uh, wherever we're at, even if we're in the kitchen, I'm just going to start taking off my clothes. It'll yeah. totally work. I don't think anyway. that's going to work for me. Say, what the <laughs> fuck is that, man? <laughs> uh, remind you guys, Grow Talk, the next show, I'll do an update for members as to what's going on, have some things planned, right. some decent, not decent, some freaking awesome giveaways uh, in 2019, and membership's going to continue to have its benefits. I was proud to run into sponsors such as uh, Mammoth Microbes at the Emerald Cup and have somebody like that on and be like, you know what, It's they're, they're digging us because we're not running around trying, I wasn't running around the Emerald Cup trying to just find people to sponsor our show. It's been good to have the cats we work with and the membership starting to work, so I will always be keeping you guys in the loop. Agreed. Lastly... SeedsHereNow.com. Shout out James Bean if you guys want some genetics. SeedsHereNow.com. Coupon code DUDE10 over there. We'll give you a deal. And uh, yeah, vote with you Dallas, man. Got a lot of good selections over there. If I could recommend one collection off the top of my head just because I hung with the cat, check out uh, Duke Diamond's Dominion Seeds over on Seeds Here Now. How about that? I just realized I was staring at the naked people the whole time, man. What else? Oh, I got another one too. Ethos. I think Ethos is over on Seeds here now as yeah, well. Yeah, treated uh, the crew I'm, really good, man. Colin is a friend of the show, um, and I trust his genetics, man. So Colin from Ethos Genetics, man, check them out. Definitely. Hey, can I ask one last question before no. we go? Since we're just smoking weed and hanging out, Guru, what was the weirdest thing you've seen in San Francisco, man? The guy <laughs> naked in the airport bathroom shaving his head. Me too, man. What? I seen some weird shit in San Francisco, but that Are was you the serious? weirdest. Just like, straight naked, like naked. A pants pants around his ankles, completely naked at the sink, shaving his head. It was so disturbing that I saw. I went in there first, and about twenty, I came out. And just I chose just not to say anything about it. It was so fucking weird. And then Guru went in about fifteen minutes later, and he comes out, and he's. I I think I mentioned it a few hours later. He goes, "Yeah, I saw the same thing, but I just didn't want to talk." about it man both, of, right, us were, both of us were hardcore repressing it so. yes. i'll give you the weirdest thing then not related just because it just happened the other day i saw a guy walking down the street with an acoustic guitar in one hand and a needle in the other with a cap on it and i'm like hmm is he a, is this how great music has been made is he about to hmm. i mean anyway dude, some of the best music you've ever heard was Made by people that had opiate addictions. Yeah, man. Did you sign him to a That's contract, man? Made me think. I was like, maybe I should go see what he's going to play. <laughs> anyway. It was I the needle that attracted me, sir. Look, as half part of my fence is blown down, I have found out. And I, oh, as I man. said to you guys earlier in the show, that today's the kind of day, if you're a redneck a little bit with a chainsaw, you might be able to make some good money. So I'm going to go see what's up. Dude, I love your optimism. Your fence is blown down and you're thinking, uh, you're thinking positively, man. I love it. Oh, I'm a renter right now, man. Oh, nice. <laughs> this ain't your problem. <laughs> All right. Let's put in the bag. Out. Out. Yes, man. Yes. How about lifted and gifted? Strawberry fields. Yeah, I just ran into those two cats, man. Both yep. of them cool. They're the DJ Super Fit. Aquaponics Steve, you grows. Yeah, both of those guys came to the, to the show and hung out, man. Amazing. Totsy Weeder, Super Gardener. Everybody was hanging out, man. Don't forget about Woodshed. Woodshed, that crackers. seed cracker, man. People <laughs> <laughs> oh. thinking of all sorts of shit, man. OD Diesel was giving me the straight dope, man. I love it. And uh, yeah, Colin from Ethos, man. He was a great guy to hang out next to, man. Absolutely. Guys, many more. Everybody we ran into out there was awesome. So sorry if I forgot your name, but man, it just it is a skill. If you go to an event and talk as much as we did, it I gotta have like my notepad ready, man. No, oh, man. So. I just gotta learn how to not come back with a two-week hack, man. All I need is people, if everyone wears name tags, the camera will tell us everyone's name. Oh, I like the way you think, girl. 
Yeah, stay tuned. Regular schedule right after the holidays. We'll be coming at you. Yeah, my chip tells me everybody's name, man. It's fine. Stay higher for the holidays. Please. Take your easy, Keep dude. it safe. You're <laughs> good, brother. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss space is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good boss on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it out in Get away!